Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Now, today we spoke to uh, Patrick Tobin from Aintoom and he talked about a bill he wants to introduce to try to make the internet service providers responsible for pornography on the internet. But we got to get into a conversation then about how we've changed as a society and technology has made it a little bit more difficult to be a parent because of access to pornography and violence and things that are inappropriate for children. And I kind of argue that maybe we've become bad parents or lazy parents. That, you know, the, the iPad or the, you know, the tablet or the phone is now babysitting the child or the PlayStation or whatever it happens to be. That we're allowing children to do things that we would have never been allowed. Like, for example, when I was young, I wasn't allowed to watch television for too long. I could watch television for, you know, a period of time, for maybe an hour for my favourite show. But then, particularly in the summer, your mother would kick you out the door. Like, she'd literally say, turn that off, get outside. She would, in the summer, the t-shirt was ripped off you and you were chucked out onto the road and you'd come home for your, your dinner and you were chucked back out again. We were forced to do things and to interact, whereas now we don't do that anymore. And there was also the argument, and I know it's a bit unfair to say it now, but children should be seen and not heard. Um, and I don't mean that we should do that again, because that was a bad thing to probably tell a child that, you know, if you have a problem, you shouldn't come to us. Of course, children should be heard all the time. But there was a, the, the message in that was is that too much information for a child that's adult orientated. Like children shouldn't be talking about abortion. Children shouldn't be talking about the American election. Children shouldn't be talking about COVID restrictions to some degree. They don't need to know the ins and outs of it. They don't need to be scared shitless by RT news at six o'clock, for example. You know, children shouldn't, that kind of input on a very young child of six or seven years of age is not good for them. They don't need that information until they get older. They don't, they have their own little challenges in life in getting through school and learning their maths and their algebra and all that kind of other stuff. They don't need this other stuff, the adult stuff. They've all their lives to deal with that, to deal with relationships and all that kind of stuff. So are we piling too much information onto children? Are we, ba- are we being bad parents by allowing them to do things that we know we would have never been allowed to do when we were younger? So are we, ba- are we irresponsible parents in general? I'm not saying we're all irresponsible, by the way. But generally speaking, are we as parents becoming irresponsible and lazy? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 8 Anthony... Hiya, Niall. How are you? How are you, me old flower? I'm not too bad, and it's good to have you back again. Ah, thanks very much, Anthony. I we just, did miss you. We I, did miss you. I enjoy, well, I was, just for people who wanted to know where I was, everybody, because people were ringing up here that thought I had the COVID. I didn't have the COVID. I was due a week's holidays, and because of the COVID, you know, our employers are saying to us, listen, you have to take your holidays. You can't carry it over into next year, so you have to kind of take it. And normally we'd have all taken it by the middle of summer, but there was nowhere to go. So it was a case of having to take it, and it suited me because I'm going through a divorce at the moment and I need to be some places. Oh, my sympathies. So, I've been so, there. Yeah, okay. So that's that's why it suited me to, to have that bit of that, this particular, the last particular week off. Well, look on the bright side. I'm back side, now. I'm least. back. I'm back. Look on the bright side, at least. It wasn't fake news. Sure, Pat Kenny was dead there a fortnight ago, wasn't he? Oh, did they say he on was the dead? On the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yes, remember the, oh. remember, do you remember the old one there? What was his name? Gene Wilder. For years, they were saying Gene Wilder was dead. Every now and again, it would pop up on social media. Gene Wilder's dead. And Gene Wilder had to keep coming out and saying, I'm not actually dead. I'm still alive. And eventually, the poor chap did die and nobody believed I know. <laughs> anyway, getting back to children. Anthony, I mean, do you think as parents that we have become lazy and irresponsible in the way we're treating and dealing with our own children? Well, 
the way I kind of look at it, society has always changed and we're changing and changing and te- technology is always changing, sure. When television came out at first, it was going to be the ruination of the world. Then VCRs came out, that was going to be the ruination of the world. Then PlayStations came out, that was going to be the ruination of the world. And I mean... Well, to some degree, you could argue that, well, not the ruination of the world, but it's damaging. I mean, they I watched a documentary there recently and they said social media has been responsible, they believe, for hundreds of thousands of deaths. Yeah, but you see, the problem is, it's like everything. I grew up in the 80s and the sauciest we'd ever thing that I'd ever see would be Dallas. And I wasn't allowed to watch Spitting Image. I was told to go to bed when that came on but I love in the that. 80s. By the way, I love Spitting Image. And by the way, for those who are interested, it's back on the television again and it's brilliant. But anyway. That's all. Yeah, but the original one, I wasn't allowed to watch that. And Dallas, if JR and Sue Ellen started kissing, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up like my parents were sitting down next to me with my brothers and my sister. And it was like, oh, God, because I was the youngest in the family. I remember anyway, I remember sitting at the side of the sofa and it would have been, say, half nine. And I would have been maybe 14 or 15 years of age. And I'd sit at the side of the sofa uh, where my mother would sit so she mm. couldn't see me. And I'd be, and I'd be, and you'd be really quiet because you knew if you even coughed, you were found out that you were still there. You aren't actually in bed, and you'd be sitting there going, "Yeah, you yeah. couldn't even cough in case your damn ass spotted you." <laughs> but even like go, going back to the eighties, like and putting, I don't mean to go, be going back in time or whatever, but I heard you earlier on today, you know, about Mayfair and the magazine and whatever. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, even back then in the 80s, like, we didn't have anything like that, but I could always call her out to a mate's house and his older brother would have a magazine. Yeah. Or a video that you could watch. So, you like, the man you interviewed today, what's his name from N2? I can't remember his name off Pader the top Tobin. of my head. Padre Tobin, yeah. You can't monitor your children 24-7. I mean, they'll go around. No, but you you can, if you monitor your children and instill your morals and your do's and don'ts in them, hopefully for many of those children, when they go around to their friend's house and their friend takes out Grand Theft Auto or takes out a dirty magazine or whatever, well, maybe not a dirty magazine, no child is going to resist that at 13 or 14 years of age, especially a boy, but but they take Mm. out a game or something that you're not allowed to do, that your child will say, well, actually, no, I'm not allowed to do that. Thanks very much. Ah, what child is going to say that? Well, a lot Give of, me a look I, at it quick. I, know, I, I, <laughs> I, I think a lot of children will, will be quite obedient to what their parents' wishes are. It depends on how you bring them up. I wasn't. I used to love calling to my friend's house because his older brother had a big stack of magazines. Like some of my Couldn't mates were smoking. Some of my mates were smoking before I was, but I didn't because I know my dad would have killed me. So you know what I mean? If my dad had found out or smelled smoke off me, he'd have killed me. So I didn't do it. So, but I did do it when I was about 15 or 16. I can't remember when I was about 15. But there were some of my mates were smoking from the age of 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of impossible to, I don't know. Like, I mean, the internet is just like a big monster. Like I said, it's taken over everything. And I was listening to the repeat the other night and you were talking about me talking about morals and how the church, the new, the church has been taken over now and going to mass and going to confession and, your parents asking you, what was the gospel about? What was the first reading? 
to find out whether you were there or not and having to go to confession every Saturday. That's been replaced now by go up and play with your PlayStation or go up and go on the internet or go on but, your uh, phone but, yeah, but are or not, your tablet. Are we, are, we, are we very reliant on these PlayStations, Xboxes and tablets? Because for parents, it's great. They get home from work and now you got mom and dad are both working, not just dad, where years ago it was just dad. Mom would have been home all day. The parents mm. are coming home. They're knackered. They want to sit down. They want to make the dinner, get it over with. And they go, ah, sure, Johnny's upstairs in his PlayStation. He's grand. And, and it's just, it's easier just to let them do it. Is it uh, so have we become lazy in that respect or is that just the way life is now? That's just the way life is now. But don't have children if, you, <laughs> if you're not prepared to do that. And I mean, I don't accept that rubbish either. You know, that both parents have to work to keep the house going and for a better life and this, that and the other. Because one of the salaries pays for childcare. And if one more person tells me about the Swedish model, I'll stick my head through the wall. Who is she, by the way? And my two fists. Who, who, who is she? What? Who is she? Who's who? The Swedish model. <laughs> <laughs> Stay there for a second. Pauline, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Pauline? Hi, Nard. Yeah, I, I agree with that, chap. Um, I remember a few years, a good few years back, um, being a play school teacher and working in a creche. Um, I'm also qualified to do special needs assistance. I don't necessarily agree with crashes, but that's the way it was. Yeah. Um, both parents had to work. I remember the children being dropped into the crash part of the establishment in their pajamas with their clothes um, and instructions, clear instructions left that they weren't to be allowed a second nap because they wanted them ready for bed and with their boxes to go back home. But that is when they were collected when it got dark, if you know what I mean. Yeah, why would but you that, have children to do that? I, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, don't get That's it. That's the way it was. It was like exactly. a rat race. Yeah. Everybody out paying for mortgages, paying for bricks and mortar. I, I, I so agree with that chap. I can't remember um, uh, the chap's name. Anthony. Anthony. Anthony, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Swedish... Hello. I'm sorry. What's your Hi. own name? Pauline. Pauline. Yeah. Pauline, the Swedish model that everyone keeps comparing. What mm. people don't realise and what people aren't told here is people in Sweden pay massive taxes. Yeah. And that's why they have such great childcare and everything. Yeah. But if you think if you were going to say to someone tomorrow here in Ireland, mm-hmm. you're going to pay an extra 5% tax every year for yeah. childcare and for creches, yeah. there would be absolute murder. People would say, well, I don't want to have children and I don't have children. Why should I pay for other people's childcare? It'd be a riot. Yeah, but I, I, think, I, think, I think as well the point that Pauline's making is why would you have a child to drop the child off in their pyjamas to a crash and then collect them again at six o'clock when they're fit for bed? Mm. You know, it, it just seems pointless. Well, you're that not, you're not, you're not actually parenting the child at all. That is yeah. the way it was. That's the truth of God. And, the other and it's still like that, by the way. There's still parents that do that. I don't know. It's many, many years since I worked in that establishment but, or in those kinds of establishments. But the thing I think is the biggest problem is where a couple go and take out a massive mortgage and end up there under so much pressure all the time. They don't even get, like you said, to rear their children. Stop taking out mortgages. Stop dealing with banks in the sense that you have to both work to pay your mortgage. It's good for one to be able to stay at home and to establish a family life. I agree, I agree with I, you. I completely agree with you. Completely. Yeah, you because, know, and there are people out there, by the way, I'm not saying everybody, but there are people mm. out there who say, oh, we both have to work. And, they do, though. And, and, they do. But not in every single case, right? And I know a couple in that situation. They had two children, dropping them off at the crash every morning, collect them every evening. They were both working. They both had decent jobs, right? They had two cars, two holidays a year, all this kind of stuff. And I'm going, 
if you gave up one of those holidays and one of those cards because you don't need yeah. both of them, right? And one of you went to work and the other one stayed at home and you would save the three grand in childcare costs per month or whatever it is as well. Yeah. You could easily afford to do it, but they weren't willing to give up their lifestyle for the children. Yeah. But you know, the, the young couples of today, now things are going to be very difficult. Stop bowing to the banks. Go in and buy, get enough to buy something that one of you only can, only needs to work to pay it back and work your way up through the years because as the years go by, your, your home obviously will increase. And uh, sure, most people want to go back to something smaller when the children are reared anyway. Yeah, stop course, going yeah. in, taking out massive bank. Uh, uh, okay, but get, but getting back to the way we treat children nowadays, yeah. do you believe the children just know too much and have far too much information? I think what's going on now is an absolute living disgrace. Children must be terrified. I mean, they must be absolutely baffled. They won't know how to go back to a normal life. I think what's going on is absolutely ludicrous. And I think people should take back their rights and say no to all this restriction. I mean, an average, I've, I've kept the figures for the last, since the last, or the latest lockdown has come in. And up to a certain date, let's say last week, um, it was an average of four deaths in a, in a population, sorry, four to five deaths in a population of five million people on India, in Ireland, that is, in the Republic, and the country's in five, level five lockdown. If you know, I mean, who is advising them? Is it Europe? Is it, is it uh, the WHO? EU? Yeah, this is like, even the, the WHO said, stop locking down countries. They're bringing the country to their knees. But society has changed totally as well, Pauline. I, oh. You sound younger than me. I'm in my 40s. You sound like you're in your 30s. I don't know. That, I never ask an age. She's delighted with that, let me tell you. Thank <laughs> you. But, but when I was growing up in the 80s, mm. there was no such thing. You went in, you did your stuff. We went to primary school. We came home at half past 12 from school. We had our dinner at half past 12 in the middle of the day. Yeah. We came home in the evening. Your mother was always there. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent, yeah. and you came home in the evening. Then maybe about six or seven o'clock, you'd have your tea. You might have a couple of slices of bread and jam, and bread and toast, and a couple of cups of tea or whatever. Yeah, and that was it. And life was simple. But it now, was. even yeah. in the soap operas now, yeah. oh, we'll all have to sit down now and have a family conference, and the children are telling the parents what to do. I, I, I do actually think when children understand things, that's from okay, high yeah. school. Like, you know the way uh, I, think, I, know, no, I, I think it's important to explain to them, this is how much m- money mum and dad have, so it does make them understand and how to do their little Well, we story. find it difficult as parents to use the word no nowadays, by the way. Uh, but you mentioned the soap operas, and I, I've become a little bit of a fan, by the way, of Carnation Street lately. Oh, my God. I, I know, I'm sorry. I do have you to start pa- to think that's normal. I know, I know, stop. I know. It's worse than lockdowns, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, stop. but... But, Anthony, do you watch Carnation Street? I've watched it ever since I remember. Okay, there's a storyline at the moment. You can help me out with names here. Dev and his daughter and his son are arguing constantly at the moment because she's 15 years of age and looks like she wants to have sex with this lad who's put a bit of pressure on her to have sex. Um, The son, uh, he found condoms in the son's room. And you have the two children telling the father how he should be dealing with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that's he, exactly and he, I, I, mean. I, and I, I was watching this, and I said, "He's right. He should be saying to his daughter, you're too young. You shouldn't be on the pill. There's no reason for it.' Now, don't get me wrong; I'd rather be on a pill than get pregnant. But he should be able to parent his own daughter and son. But they won't allow him to. Who Dev, you mean you that mean runs the, the shop? Yes, Dev. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're really getting into it, Niall. <laughs> Jesus, I never thought I'd see the day. Well, hold on, Niall. What is the we legal age? We might refer to Catholicism, yes. So, was it, Pauline? What did you say? What is the legal age of consensual sex in this country? In this country, it's 17. Yeah. In the UK, it's 16. 17. Well, I guess people And in Germany, it's actually yeah. 14, would you believe? Is it? Fi- I think it's 15, actually, in Germany. It's 14. 14, is it? Okay. okay. Not yeah. that you would expect a 14-year-old child to be having sex. When they talk about the legal age of consent in Germany being 14, that doesn't mean, by the way, that a 30-year-old can have sex with a 14-year-old. No, I There has to be a two... Uh, it's only a two-year gap. It's called Romeo and Juliet legislation, which means it's okay for, say, a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old to be together, but not for, like, a 27-year-old and a 14-year-old. That's he's still a pedo. All right. 14 is okay, a bit so, young, though. Yeah, it is. I, no 14-year-old of mine would be no doing way. anything like that. Okay, but stay there for a second. Let me go to Amanda. Amanda, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Amanda? Hello, Amanda, are you there? Oh, we've lost Amanda, I think. Amanda, are you no, there? Can you hear sorry. me? Yeah, can you hear me there? I can, I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry. I put it on mute to talk to my daughter. Ah, that's all right. You talk to your daughter there. Were you giving out to her? <laughs> no, no, she's good. to see what I was doing. <laughs> all right, okay. So, Amanda, do you think, have we become bad parents, irresponsible, lazy parents over the years? I feel, yeah, I feel I have. Um, I think it's the same with a lot of people. Like I have two children. I have a twenty-five-year-old and a twelve-year-old, or a thirteen-year-old. Okay. And I do feel that my parenting with her is much different from my parenting with him, and that she does get away with an awful lot more and has grown up an awful lot more quickly than he ever did. And do you think technology is responsible for that? Well, I have a big role to play in it as well. But yeah, I think technology does have a, a part in it. Yeah, because he's um, 25. There wouldn't have been as much social media no. and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't have been as much or like that. He wouldn't have had the phone and access to the Internet. as She has. She has had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like she has her own phone now. And got it just before Christmas last year. Um, and it was more for security that I got for that. Yeah. But like that, I got her one a smartphone, so she does have access to the internet and that as well. Okay. Um, and does that concern you? It does. It does, because, like, I see a big difference in how she is into how he was and how insecure she is. Okay. Um, because she's looking know, at other young girls and wondering, should I be looking like that? And is this the way I should yeah. be acting? Yeah. You know, and it does, it, it affects, I do feel it affects her life an awful lot. Yeah, oh, I think and I think like social media has a massive effect on their lives. Yeah. Like, you try monitor as much as you can. Um, and here's a question I asked today, by the way, and I, I, I didn't really get an answer today when I asked. Is it okay for you to turn around to your 13-year-old and say, uh, give me your phone, I want to have a look to it? Oh, yeah, I have the password to her phone. Okay, and, and, and would she have an issue? Would she have an issue with you looking randomly to her phone? Spot check. No. No. Would she get upset uh, she might by say it? To me, well, why do you want the password? Why do you want to look at it? But I've told her, you know, she's still young. I still pay for the phone. Um, and, you know, I am going to, until I feel she's old enough, at times just take her phone and have a look at her messages or have a look mm. at what she's been doing on um, TikTok or whatever. That she didn't really go on TikTok a lot, but whatever she's been on just to have a look at it to see to make sure that I feel she's okay. Mm. And would you, do you but understand it all, Amanda? The problem is for 
us people and the older generation. <laughs> do you? I mean, when you when you look at TikTok and you look at, I mean, TikTok, I haven't a clue. But but I I, mean, I understand Twitter and Facebook, but that's about as far yeah. as it goes for me. So do you understand what's on our phone? I mean, TikTok. Do you understand where to look to see messages or private messages? And would you do that? Is that something you do? I would, yes. And like most of them, I do feel like I know. Like she doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. She doesn't have Twitter. And she has an Instagram account. Yeah. Um, which I follow her on, so I know what she's posting in that as well. And I know how to get into her other accounts as well to have a look at her messages. Um, now, I wouldn't be on them myself, but I do know the apps and I know what she's on. And I know, like, if she's going playing online with friends, I know who she's playing with and I'll always watch what yeah. she's playing. That sounds very responsible in fairness. Wait, that really does sound very responsible. Yeah, it's quite me, but I still know there's an awful lot that you're missing out that, that I'd be missing out on. Like even if she's in the room with us and she's playing on her pad or on her phone while we're watching the telly. Like I can't see all the time what she's doing. Now I do trust her. Mm-hmm. But she's thirteen. Yeah. You know, and you can't... She could be, yeah, 13-year-olds are easily influenced yeah. by other people, of course, yeah. And, like, I do sit and I talk to her and, you know, tell her, well, you don't accept friends requests from anyone you don't know. You don't, if somebody messages you on your game, you don't reply to them unless it is one of your friends from school that you're playing with. You know, but... And, you I, and can I reiterate how important it is because many, many years ago, um, well, about five years ago, uh, my daughter... Uh, who's now 19, um, I noticed, we noticed a change in her. And um, she acted strange and unusual behaviour. When I say unusual behaviour, just became a little bit quieter and stuff like that. Um, and I took her phone and looked at it and we found out she was being bullied. Um, so oh, badly no. I had to go to the police. So, oh, no. yeah, so, and uh, really bad, really bad, right? I mean, telling, yeah. her, telling her she should kill herself, all sorts of things, all right? Oh, uh, and... It's really important that you have the ability and the trust from your daughter or son to look at their phone. Um, and you should do it on a regular basis uh, yeah. because it's that important because you just don't know what's going on. And they may be, it's not that they don't want to tell you, that maybe they're afraid to tell you or maybe there's another yeah. reason why they won't tell you or whatever it happens to be. But I think it's really important that we do it. And, and I know some people have compared it with oh, you wouldn't have looked through a little girl's diary or a little boy's diary. More so girls would have had diaries years ago before we had technology. Um, not the same. It's not the same. It's not because no. other people don't write in the diary. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If it was just somebody's own thoughts, that, that I would say would be an invasion of their little privacy, right? If it was just their own thoughts. But it's other people and what other people are saying to them. That was never in diaries. So I think it's really important that, you know, and if I recommend to anybody out there, that particularly if you see a change in, in your daughter or your son uh, in their behaviour, that if they have a smartphone and they're 13 or 14 years of age, just say, can I have it, please? And do it randomly, spot check. Don't accept, oh, I'll go and get it for you now, or give me 10 minutes, I need to go to the bathroom, or because they're just excuses to go off and wipe whatever's on it off. So just say, I'll take it now, and look through it. Because and you shouldn't, I don't think as a parent, you should feel ashamed of doing that. But Niall, wouldn't a simple trick be that the parent should set the passport. Wouldn't and it be then just easier, you can no? control when they're on it then and you know what's going on. You don't want to, you want to give them some level of 
not privacy of control over their own things and trust. Oh yeah, they can still yeah, go on it, but you have the passport. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, yeah. and somebody told me a really good trick, by the way, going back a, a few years ago. And again, I used it with my own children. Was that this idea of them bringing their phones to bed always a bad idea, right? And yeah. and when they went to bed at say ten o'clock, the the thing was that what you say to them and what you do is you don't take it off them. You say to them, I tell you what I want you to do. I'm trusting you because I know you're, you're very responsible and you're grown up. What I want you to do is when you go to bed, you know, say your goodnight to your friends or whatever it is. And I want you to put your phone outside the door of the bedroom. Will you do that? I, because I know you're very responsible. So you put the onus on them to do it. And they feel like that's a responsible thing for me to do. So I'll do that. So and they do it themselves. And I find that really works to get them to actually do the things rather than you doing it for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you're right. That's horrible to hear your daughter was yeah. bullied that way. Now. Oh, yeah. Thank, well, thankfully, it was resolved that. very quickly. Thankfully, it was re- resolved very quickly. And in fairness to the guards, they did a good job. You know what I mean? And they Fair vis- play. They vi- that's they visited, a horrible thing to hear, though. That's, yeah. that's, they vi- that's they visited just the two individuals involved. Mm-hmm. Well, there's lots of big fear nowadays as well, like with the children, even from so young. You know, you really don't know who is saying what to them and when, when they're on these social media sites. Yeah. And it is so much harder to try keep control of it all the time. Now, my daughter's been going through really bad anxiety over the last couple of months. Yeah. And like that, trying to watch her, monitor that, trying to watch what she's on as well. But at the same time, I have to give her time to talk to her friends and, you know, interact with her friends. No, because it is important to them too to interact with their friends. Of course, it is. Needs that, yeah, yeah. Rather than her being feeling totally isolated. And what about the other aspect? Just before we go, if I can ask you all, uh, Anthony, Pauline, and Amanda, uh, pornography, violence, and all the stuff that we would have never got to see. They have, you know, at the touch of a button, now they have access to these things, you know, that we would have never got to see. Um, and they say children nowadays are watching pornography from the age of 10 or 11 years of age. That's just shocking, but, but it's the truth. Um, does that concern you, Amanda, firstly? I suppose. Um, like, like that, again, again, of course, I know she's sitting in the room with us, she's watching stuff, but you don't know what she's watching all the time. But I do respect her, and I think she... Like, I know the kind of stuff she watches. You yeah, know, see, I, I, mean, I thought until recently I thought TikTok was for kids, uh, but but yeah. some of the stuff that I've seen on TikTok would be completely yeah. inappropriate for a young child. So, Pauline, yeah, do you do you have children by the way, Pauline? No, but I I'm an aunt since I was six or seven. Okay, age, so my my sisters, most of them, all of them actually. And I, does it surprise you or shock you that kids are looking at violence and pornography from yeah. you know a young age, like ten or eleven years of age? Yes, and um, it's a parent's job. Like for example, giving a child a phone, I think yeah, let them have a phone, but make it very clear to them that it's your responsibility as a parent to monitor what they have from then on from the time they get the phone. Let them know that you trust them. But if you find anything on the phone that's inappropriate, you're removing the phone. You have mm. to show the child who's the boss in the household. Yeah. You know, it's your responsibility as a parent. It's disgraceful to think an 11-year-old can go and look at uh, pornography. We didn't. We couldn't do things. We were too busy out playing in the fields and building forts and playing rounders and you name it. We didn't have that kind of thing. And I, I think that that's where a lot, of, a lot of the anxiety and worry is coming from in children of that age. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, and just to finally, Anthony, in relation to the, the pornography, Patrick mm-hmm. Tobin uh, talked today about making the ISPs responsible because basically he said, for example, as a radio station, we're responsible for the output and newspapers are responsible for what they print. But yet these internet service providers and internet sites per se seem to have no responsibility, no regulations, and they can pretty much do what they want. And he said we need to regulate them like everything else. He said we regulate everything. Why can't we regulate them? Yes, I do agree with that. And I agree with everything Pauline just said there. But the one thing that I would say, a phone, a telephone, a phone, be it a mobile or a landline, well, there's no such thing as a landline anymore. But I've noticed even with, I deal with Vodafone, the last thing I can do is actually talk to someone on a telephone, which is a whole object of a telephone, is to talk to people. Children can keep in contact with their friends and teenagers can keep in contact with their friends by just speaking to them. Do you know? That's why there's helplines. That's why pe- That's why the Samaritans are there. That's why Women's Aid are there. People speak to each other. They don't email each other or TikTok or WikWak or whatever the latest trend is going to be. Use a phone for the purpose that a phone was made for, to speak to each other face-to-face. You can't beat face-to-face interaction. You know, you can text away all day, you can email away all day, you can be on Twitter. I'm not on any of that rubbish. I have an email account, all right. But I prefer to talk to people, and I think that's the best form of communication is to speak to another I wouldn't, person. I, I couldn't disagree with the word you said. Listen, thank you very much, Anthony, and thanks, Pauline. Uh, thanks, Amanda. Uh, loads of people texted Siobhan says in Cork. Uh, oh God, I have a thirteen and sixteen year old daughter. They totally, <coughs> pardon me, they totally rule me. Uh, because I'm a single parent I work full time studying a master's part time plus I've also got two sons, twelve and eighteen, plus three dogs. I wonder why I'm single. You have a tough life, Siobhan. There's a lot going on.